Howdy, craft beer lovers. I'm Brian. I'm Justin. And we are here with producer Casey. Sup. And this is the Hop and Barrel podcast brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios in beautiful western Wisconsin. This is episode number three, which includes news and updates about the Hop and Barrel Brewery from December 21st to January 3rd. Today, we're going to talk about the new pilot system at the brewery and also General Sam's Christmas Village. We're going to be tasting Crooked Grin and talking about the origin story of that as well. So let's dive right in by cracking a beer. Woo-hoo. Smooth. But crisp. before, while we're pouring and before we get into the show, we'd like to give a shout out to the Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjorns, and Tyler Romanski, Hop and Barrel. You can support Blind Ninja Studios on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Blind Ninja Studios or by following the patron link at the bottom of the homepage at blindninjastudios.com. Mm-hmm. What is the sound of a... This smells a so good, A well-made IPA pouring into a taste. Damn, I know it's wrong beer, but that's, a, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it smells very nice. That's a so fresh can. Crooked Grin is Hop and Barrel's... One of our flagships and one of the first recipes that we wrote. Now, this is a classic West Coast IPA. It's clear it doesn't have that hazy look uh, that people are into these days. Um, this is just a well-balanced, well-rounded West Coast IPA and is creeping up to be our top seller, or either that or is our top seller. By the end of the year, I think it will be in. Which is crazy because yeah. we, we sell a lot of that Lemon Breaker yeah. shan- shandy beer. Um, but no, crooked, crooked's kind of got a, a special place for us. Uh, for me, I guess in particular, it's mm-hmm. not, um, I wouldn't say it was a homebrew recipe before, but it's heavily based on a double IPA I used to do, um, when I was homebrewing a lot. And we, we started just by scaling it back. The first iteration of this beer was a scaled down version of a double yeah. IPA. We'll give you an idea. Hop wise, we're talking Simcoe, uh, Columbus, Amarillo and Centennial, but I believe the that Columbus is very classic. It is. Yeah, yeah I it believe was, the Columbus has been peeled back to just an extract. Yeah, we'll get more into the recipe a little yep, bit later. Clum- but I want to get people the idea in their head of what this hop bouquet is. There's is. still a little bit of Columbus. It's largely extract put in at the beginning yeah. now versus actually having a hop presence at the end. It, it leans on the other three mm. much more heavily. But so yeah, we Got use it. a little for bittering yeah. in extract form. That's all now. But it used to be. The four of those almost in equal amounts throughout the entire beer, and it was a, it was a, I wouldn't say a knockoff or a clone, but it was definitely heavily influenced by um, clone recipes of Pliny the Elder. And right, it, so it leaned citrus on those, and pine. Yep, classic mm-hmm. American sea hops, and the first versions. You know, and this is kind of what we're going to talk about, how how beers develop, how you find out what works when you scale them up or you try something and it's not quite what you want. You tweak it. And, you know, we went through a couple malt variations that we we loved, but it was too malt heavy, too many variate, too much mm-hmm. um, conflict with the hops. You didn't yeah. get what we wanted out of the hops. It's, it's funny to say that at some point we switched base malt on this to make <laughs> to make the malt less flavorful. Because it was too, it was too um, bulky, too beefy, too for, malty. For the for the beer nerds out there, uh, if you guys don't want to share this, that's fine. No, what what what, uh, really what, what base malt did you start with versus where you are? It now? was mutton. Yeah, if we can remember, it was muttons. Was the gore- which I'd love to make another IPA Pilsner? with it. Yep. And 
Prar. Golden Promise. Oh my gosh. Oh, was. Golden Promise. What a great malt, but it, it's wow. super flavorful. It was. So you have it, a good memory. <laughs> but this Muttons was phenomenal. I still, we haven't done it yet, but in the back of my mind, I want to do an IPA or something with it. Flavorful, great flavor, yeah. but it was just too much with I the think, hops. And the Golden Promise, there was yeah. too much going on. I think at the time, though, and, and maybe a few years prior to that, that that was kind of the way that you built an IPA. That malt, w- well, I mean, bone. especially around in this area, like if you look at like Toppling Goliath and a few mm-hmm. of those uh, style breweries, like a Golden Promise is very present in yeah. their beers. Well, well, and if you know me, you know I, I like my IPA, like my double IPA above and beyond everything, but I like a dry malt mm-hmm. experience so that the pops the hops pop and i like to put table sugar I mean, in there's is... no table sugar in this beer but most no. of the ipas and that i, I, I make have table sugar there's nothing wrong with saying i think we we made a mistake a little bit in that mm-hmm. when we looked at this initially it was based on a double ipa yeah. so we didn't address the fact which is a lot of people make the mistake of just thinking a double ipa is a stronger bigger ipa yeah and you don't it's not true you have to write them differently mm-hmm. so as we were tweaking this one, we rewrote the malt profile to make it more like a, a classic West Coast IPA and found a hearty enough malt that can do that job alone without having to lean on a blend of malts, uh, which is kind of a cool homebrew trick, but doesn't work well on larger systems either. No. And then tweaking the hops. Um, and that sometimes just becomes availability. There was too much... Um, too many different hops that weren't really needed and weren't drawing out and were conflicting with each other. And yeah, yeah, sometimes it turns into a muddled mess. And I mean, if you listen to Homebrew Bound, we're kind of keep the, it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah, keep keep it simple and 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 learn which. Yeah, you've got people putting these hops together, but learn which terroir is involved as well, because we're we're pretty well settled on mostly just using Michigan hops. Yep. Um, is we get the best flavor and, and it's what we like to use the most at the brewery. Um, you know, you can start getting pineapple flavor out of, uh, what's the hop we used in fifth triple. Oh, the, uh, Chinook, Michigan Chinook. Yeah, Michigan Chinook was just a pineapple bomb. Well, I mean, if we talk about Theo's for a minute. Oh, geez. <laughs> we, well, yeah, like if you're going to listen to Homebrew Bound, the episode on Theo's, then you'll understand Bug. pretty much exactly shameless, what I'm, what we're talking shameless. about. <laughs> so... But no, Crooked's always had a special place for us. It, it's we've we've liked what it's been. It's needed some tweaking, and where it's at now, it's probably the beer we still get kind of giddy excited about. Now, when I say yeah. we, I mean all encompassing us at the brewery. It's, Everyone gets real damn excited about this one. I always say that Crooked Grin was, it was you can't call a beer shit eating grin, <laughs> but like, is that really what it was, or was that just was that like a Charles name that? No, we, the name, I, I do distinctly remember the name. We, Minnesconsin kind of messed it up, but we had this in Dirty Skull, and we were going to try to keep this naming pattern with some of the beers and have them reference, like, stupid face things. Yeah. And that, you know, when naming beer is hard enough, why pigeon your whole, pigeonhole yourself in something yeah, like that? it's terribly so. hard. To, like, well, we could probably talk about, that could be like a whole episode. Yeah, let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> naming beer and which, which, like, every beer name is taken, so. Yeah, that's an entire episode. Very much. But no, the, the name was something we were trying to do that we kind of moved away from, but it stuck, and no one was using it. It was unique enough, and it, it just kind of fits that. Yeah, you know, it used to have a purple label too yeah yep. we changed it from almost maybe it was more like violet or indigo or whatever if you want to purple ass it was purple it was purple ass yeah, yeah. And so then we so just this changed to green. a double ipa 
No, we were never gonna make it a double IPA. Okay. So it was Justin's recipe that we just scaled uh, down. Yeah, it was the the idea behind this beer of all right, we have to do an IPA. This is a great double. It would be a good flavor profile, and we we tweaked it into a regular. So IPA. any yeah. plans to brew that double IPA? Yes, yes, yes. we. we <laughs> Damn, COVID. I'm uh, glad you asked, Casey, because we have a pilot system on the way into the brewery. Heard it first. <laughs> no, I've said it a bunch of times yeah, on the I other show. <laughs> no, no, that became a Gordon exclusive, and I'm mad about it. So. Oh, that's right. So we uh, commissioned a pilot system uh, to be made by the company Sabco. And years ago, that was one of the first little, like, official like gas homebrew systems that I ever brewed on was that uh, American Sky Brewery had a Sabco system, a VS350 that I brewed on. Um, so this is like the beefier, almost nearly two-barrel version of yep. that brewing system that will be uh, hopefully this week, I would assume. I hope so. But yeah, it's a rims, two-barrel system, mm -hmm. and a couple four-barrel fermenters shortly thereafter on the way from Abe, where we've gotten all of our other tanks. Yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, some unit tanks will be going with them this one, so that'll yeah. be a little new, not new technology, but new technology for us Something to play different, with. yeah. Yep. So. Um, but our goal with this is... And what, well, what's a unit tank, though? For <laughs> Excuse me. A, a unit tank would be a, a fermenter and bright tank in one. We can ferment and package out of the same vessel mm -hmm. versus having to transfer. Um, we'll kind of see what works for our function because we yeah. have a small bright available. Your bright tank is where you feed the uh, beer the CO2 and make it carbonated, and then you can package from there into kegs or cans. But yeah, the, the whole thing that's really kind of got me excited with this small batch system is variety um we jokingly in a, in a good way kind of refer to it as the bent paddle problem um yeah. and this is just because we love going to duluth and bent paddle makes great beer and they fell into this for a couple years of they were packaging and distributing so much the tap room had the same beer every time you go and they they do variations and it was great but when they opened up their new spot they put in a pilot system and just kind of went uh, not crazy but they got to have a lot of fun try some new beers there's some awesome stuff going on that you can't get anywhere but there and that was something we want to do on obviously a smaller scale and is what this will accomplish for us we'll be able to put out a couple barrels of beer each week when things are really hopping but certainly a couple a month that'll be taproom only just a couple kegs and let us get fully creative and not have to worry about well we have to sit on this or who will buy it or what well, taps I we'll think put. what you're getting at is the keeping up with production on the the popular beers that are are our core brands you know and we operate in six different markets at the moment and each of them do something different yeah so that too so this this will let us feed the tap room with some new and unique stuff but mm -hmm. also you know i i do mean from the creative side we get to try a lot of fun stuff we'll put out some styles that we would never have done on our full system yeah because we're sitting there trying to figure out how to make 800 to 1,000 cases of Lemon Breaker for to get released in March, um, you know, and where's the capacity to, to try something new, you know, make but shoot yourself in the foot with a 15 barrel of apparently dark lager, which nobody wants to buy. <laughs> I know Casey you, I know. <laughs> yes, but like more dark lager, Now we can please. make two kegs of dark Tr lager. Trust me, yeah. Saint, Saint Black is on the oh, list. Oh, it's on the list. Oh, good. Yeah, we, we've got a shared document, like three pages long. Right, of... So we just need to put us down for a six still for BNS. Like, <laughs> we'll put that in the fridge. Like, yeah. And that's how we have studio time. <laughs> Yeah, so the pilot system, 
we have to make a couple of beers that are house beers. But what are some other things that are on the list that we kind of came up with that we're going to... Oh, God. I mean, there there's some, some truly funky stuff. Uh, Katie's well, talked about some Belgian-style stuff. I think we yep. all have our own... Pet projects. Stuff. I've, I've got, like, a pastry stout, like a bakery concept I was going to run out of mm-hmm. it. The Beast Bakery. Yeah. And do oh, not just pastry stouts, but pastry IPA. I'm a fat kid at heart. I'm just going... I'm just a fat kid, I'm, so... Yeah. I'm going to take the base of Space Force and I'm just gonna get just try every gnarly hop combination that I've Ooh. ever wanted to try and I'm just only gonna make double IPA. I don't I don't think we'll pull it off this year. I, I don't think the timing worked, but next no. year we wanted to do like uh for Saint for Saint Patrick's Day have a blonde, a red, and then a dark go through with the same Irish yeast strain. Yeah, that's, that's never gonna work this year, but no, we'll get no, there. But, but so little little seasonal concepts like that. So it's not just necessarily about what's the new random crazy, you know, sugared ipa or whatever Wait, so by the time they hear this it'll be close to january but like when we have like a double ipa fest that we're planning if them covid times are <laughs> yeah well that that was you know back to the double crooked that's we were going to brew it last year yeah um so we're doing a double ipa fest and we'll we'll talk more about it when it gets yes, closer there's gonna can, be a, an episode where yep We'll invite some breweries in, bring some double IPAs. It'll be probably one of the only times we put other breweries beer on tap. At yeah, our place. We, we can definitely put as many guest taps on as we want at yep. the brewery. So it's but we want to focus and celebrate double IPAs from this part of the state. Um, and we were going to brew a couple special ones of our own. So mm-hmm. double crooked uh, will definitely be on that list for when the festival does happen. So that is on the docket. Yeah, hopefully twenty twenty one. I would say certainly 2022, but if anything this year's taught me, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, pilot system should be interesting. We'll let you guys know when that does come in because it's kind of – they made it – they specifically manufactured it for our brewery, which I think is really kind of a neat thing. Yeah, so follow us on social media. Once it's, once it's in-house, once we start operating it, we'll obviously be pushing a lot more out there, talking about the recipes coming up. Um, yeah. And some of our, our vagueness on it is we've got these ideas, we've tweaked some of the recipes, but we don't quite know what the order will be, how it'll work out. we got to get a couple test batches of familiar beers through it so we know how it works, get all the kinks worked out, get us used to it, that kind of thing. Indeed. So in other unrelated news, I suppose we could move on to a different segment here. Uh, we, we, do, we like to be involved with a lot of different... Uh, community things in in the uh, uh, in the you know in the, in the community, uh, but one of the things that we've kind of worked with the last couple of years is this Christmas village that's in. So Justin lives in Somerset, mm-hmm. and there's this this crazy Christmas village light tour. So this Sam's Christmas village and lights tour runs from November 27 to January 2nd. So by the time you hear this, there's not a whole lot of time to get out to <clears throat> this Christmas village. They are closed Christmas Eve, open Christmas Day, and located at 710 Spring Street in Somerset, Wisconsin. Um, so Sam's Christmas Village and Light Tour offers the ultimate Christmas experience. Uh, it's right there on the scenic, uh, scenic Apple River, so Sam's Christmas Village is going to light up the sky. It's got a woodsy, magical, sort of fun-for-all-ages sort of thing. Um, it's It's... Not it's a brand new holiday event. It did happen last year, but it's it features over six million Christmas lights, and it's one of those like European style Christmas markets. Yep. Uh, so if you, <laughs> there are how many different places to go get beers and drinks? Four besides the normal bar now. 
Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, this has got to be on your must-see list if you're trying to, like, drive. I mean, you can drive through this. It's all outside. It's safe. You can put your, you know, mask on and, yep. and, and jam out at the Christmas Village um, and try, you know, Crooked Grin or, or Minnesconsin, I think, are the ones that we've got out there this year, and those are beers that we've talked about recently. Yeah, no, um, it, it's it's great for the family. It's great for date night. It's mm-hmm. great if you just love Christmas. It's... um kind of a cool concept uh, so uh, brock uh one of the owners um him and his wife spent some time in europe when he was playing hockey there and kind of fell in love with this whole cultural thing that's not a big thing here i mean there's bentley village up in duluth that has a bunch of lights but it, it doesn't quite encompass all this is that it's a bunch of lights but it's all these different community groups i mean we're obviously part of it and they sell our beer there and we we helped sponsor it last year and with the help of our distributor we are this year again mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of cool to see something from the ground up in a local community that, you know, I'm a part of and our beer is a big part of really do something big and ambitious like this. Yeah, there's like a t- tunnel you, when you kind of when you come into the yeah the, the grounds, you, you quickly get into this like crazy like Christmas tunnel of lights and you drive all the way down it. And uh, it was a, it was specially made. I believe, yeah, for them. A, a, another local fabricator mm-hmm. made this light tunnel for them. It's yeah, really it's, cool. It's pretty, it's pretty neat. <laughs> they have a reindeer this year. Uh, I think the big change is this year because I've, I've been out there to kind of help set up a few things. Um, but they've last year they had one kind of a, a village thing. They, so they built these special houses where different businesses, I know there's a book, there's, I think there was a book thing, there's a honey apiary, excuse me, couldn't think of the name right there, but there's a bunch of local businesses, food vendors, that type of thing that have these huts. But they added a couple more segments of those. There's actual reindeer there this year. What? Like oh, li- wow. live, live reindeer. reindeer. Wow. There's Can a. I feed them carrots. I'm probably off Can by a, them? by a story or so, but there's like a 50 foot tree in the middle of the parking lot. There's a big new tree. Massive. This year. Metal and they tree built feet, yeah. some more. Uh, they're trying to make that outside standing room and little places to set your drinks or. Yeah, they so before they kind of had everyone gr- like grouped together by the village. They did a much better job of like spacing where people naturally congregate. Um, and if you got kids, these uh, cabins you can rent out. But I, I hear they're almost oh, gone they've got to be. Uh, they're called s'more cabins. S'more cabins, yes, uh, totally worth it. I've never heard anyone not happy with those. But yeah. you, you rent it. They bring well, it's you the same cabins you can rent during the summer if you're going tubing at their on their grounds there. Yep. At, that's that's like the, one of the what the area the spot we're talking about is like the big tubing spot or one of the big tubing spots in town. So yeah. if you guys are listening from elsewhere's, but, yeah, if you, if you come in the summertime, there won't be as many Christmas lights. But <laughs> no, there will be a lot more. There's probably still half a barrel beer there to buy. I mean, guaranteed and bikinis and tubes and different different a lot kinds more of bikinis. Yeah, and some bikinis that have fallen off. <laughs> Seen that there before? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't. <laughs> yeah, the Apple. Ri- what happens on the Apple River stays on the Apple River. Just gonna leave it there. <laughs> we turn this to PG thirteen just now. I mean, I've been swearing the I last feel, few. Oh, episodes. you have. So I mean, okay, if you so didn't catch it, I, I mean, feel I like I feel like no, 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 no. It's I mean, PG, but it's like the original PG where your pr- parent should guide it. We make a product you have to be twenty one to drink. I kind of figured if we weren't already R, then what the fuck? There is that. <laughs> Justin. Okay, we got to start the whole episode. He's not over. fucking wrong. <laughs> Casey, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, since since we've. Uh, I think you guys both drank too much Crooked Grin, so since we've devolved into that, let's get, let's get out of here for the week.
But I want to thank you guys again very, very much. It means a lot that you tune into our podcast uh, to learn about what we've got going on at Hop and Barrel Brewing Company. We've put a lot of work into this, uh, but we do appreciate feedback. And I really like reading all the questions and comments and seeing how many downloads because it's, it's super fun. So if you guys have any questions, comments, or what have you, send us an email at info at hopandbarrelbrewing.com. You can find Hop and Barrel on Facebook at Hop and Barrel Brewing, and you can follow us on Instagram at Hop and Barrel. You can also send a message of feedback at blindninjastudios.com and find them on Facebook at facebook.com backslash blindninjastudios and follow them on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. Hey, we'll see you next time. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Yes. All of that.